What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. As we get into another spooky review, this one a very special review because it's that time again for the Discord Decides, where we give the homies the power, all the power, and the only power. <laughs> kind very true. of. With, with, within restraints, we 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 give you a, a couple to choose from. <laughs> yeah, it's not like fully the Discord decides, but the Discord does decide between what we decide. What so technically, we already, what we had decided, <laughs> the Discord then further decides. It's not ultimate power, but it's powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it make basically everyone who's in the homies Discord is like a demigod. Like you're not they're not mm. god status, but like you're like almost there. Hercules. Uh, you're you're Hercules. Yes, every homie in the Discord is Hercules. Mhm. And I'm Zeus. <laughs> and I'm clearly Hera. So <laughs> <laughs> So good to meet you guys. <laughs> I thought you'd say Hades, but Hera works as well. Oh hell no, nah. I'm I'm fabulous. I'm Queen B in this. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Discord decides. We're very very excited um, to talk about the movie that we're that you, the homies that are in the Discord, hop in the Discord if you haven't, have decided for us. And although when this comes out, it will be after Thanksgiving, we are recording this the day before Thanksgiving. And so we kind of wanted to tie the theme into that without being Thanksgiving themed. So the theme that we chose today was uh, when dinners go wrong was <laughs> was the theme for for this week. But I'm kind of interested in knowing: Are you going to be having uh like? Do you have dinner plans or anything for tomorrow? Are you worried about a dinner going wrong? Uh, thankfully, no. Actually, uh, well, I guess kind of thankfully. I don't know how to phrase that. But no, I'm not doing a big like dinner tomorrow. Uh, my family, like you know, isn't here where I currently am. Uh, so I'm just going to be making some food myself. And then really, I'm actually just going to be uh, keeping it low key this Thanksgiving. But what about you? Do you have dinner plans that may or may not go south? Um, I do have dinner plans. Luckily, they will not be going south because I um, am keeping it very small. And I love and get along very well with the people that I'm having plans with. <laughs> so unless something crazy has occurred that I am not aware of, very similarly to this movie, um, things should go well. And I'm excited to eat, as always. Um, I don't know if you homies know this, but Roshane and I, uh, in college, we were known as the, the, the food mooches because mm -hmm. we love food so much and we would always be coming up and, and eating other people's food so no, no. i like to always think of it as we would assist our friends in, in finishing, finishing their, meals. their food that is correct um yeah we were like rodents we would just come up and just 
<laughs> get all the little crumbs that you had left behind, whether you wanted us to or not. We always asked. We always asked. We never would just reach in there and take it, of course. Like, we no. have morals and standards, but... We're not trolls. We have <laughs> manners. <laughs> but, um, but are you yeah. going to finish that is the question. Right. Yeah. Are you going to finish that? And if you're not, look no further. <laughs> you don't need a trash can. <laughs> I'm right here. Um, but yeah, so obviously food. Food is the love, the love of our lives. And Truly, so, really yeah, is. I'm I really, love, I love food. Love food. I'm very excited to eat tomorrow. And also, you know, the, the month is almost over. We're almost skedaddling into December, which today in Colorado, at least where we are, has been our first like real snow of the end of the year. Oh, you guys um, got your first snow. Nice. Yeah, nice. In, a, in a while. It's been very dry here. So yeah, we got some snow today. It was a cold day today, but then it's supposed to be nice again tomorrow. So it didn't last for very long. Mm -hmm. But once the snow happened today, I was like, okay, yeah, we're moving. We're moving on. Yeah. <laughs> we, are, we are getting into December. But um, yeah, this is this is kind of like our last our last pre-December hurrah is mm -hmm. this movie. But yeah, whatever you guys are doing tomorrow, I'm saying or this several days ago. Several days ago. <laughs> I know I was like I'm saying this, but it's already happened. Whatever you guys did, um I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you stayed safe and you know, did whatever uh you know, I know some people may possibly still be working. But I hope it was a good day regardless. If you celebrate the, in some manner, if you don't celebrate, if you, you know, know that this hol this holiday is as Wednesday, just Wednesday Adams explains this holiday, I think, in the best possible manner in Adams Family Values. Mm -hmm. So I hope that you watched that movie. And above all things, I just hope you homies kept it chill, kept it casual. Had a good time. Put on some comfy pants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Comfy, stretchy last. pants. Definitely the stretchiest stretchy pants. pants. Yeah, please. you gotta you gotta get that extra serving. And for how cheesy it is, I will throw it in there too. That this year, I'm definitely thankful for you, homies. And I'm sure oh Erica God. feels the same way. Uh, thank you guys so much for sticking with us for so long. Now that we're a year plus, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, we're thankful for you guys. And to thank you, we're dropping a new episode today. So, ta-da, here you go. <laughs> yeah, as if we wouldn't have if we didn't. <laughs> we're, if we weren't going to think. Don't Sorry. tell them that. Just, you know, let let them just bask in Sorry. that thankfulness for a moment. Don't yeah. feel it. Sorry, we were going to take the day off, but... <laughs> We're, we love you guys so much that we decided to, <laughs> to drop an episode exactly and this week's this week's episode i'm excited to talk about this because this is definitely a sit down and talk about kind of movie in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah uh, this is a first time watch for both of us which is rare very Most rare actually time. we don't we don't do that very often mm -mm. so i was actually really excited although the choices that we had for this week two of them were ones that neither one of us had seen and one of them was one i had seen before but you mm -hmm. hadn't so going into it we had a pretty big chance of talking about a movie that neither one of us had seen and i'm really really excited that this movie got chosen because it is one that I have heard about before, but also didn't really know that much about going into it and mm -hmm. had been wanting to watch for a while and just hadn't. 
for some reason. Okay. Um, but today we will be talking about The Invitation, which mm-hmm. is a 2015 movie. Yes. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but yeah, we are talking about The Invitation, which is a movie, like I said, I had seen people post mm-hmm. about before. Um, but I, and all I really knew was that there was a dinner that friends were invited to mm-hmm. and things go wrong. Like literally yeah. the theme, that's all I knew. And so I went in pretty blind, which I enjoyed. I actually really was happy that I didn't know very much about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I probably went in around the same level of knowledge as you, um, like, I'd heard about this, but I'd never really looked too deep into it. I'd never seen a trailer for it, so I didn't really know what I was about to get into. Um, and I think it was better that way with the kind of movie that it is, that uh, it was watched in such a manner. Um, so I'm definitely excited to talk about it. And for those wondering what the other two choices were, the uh, decision was between this movie, The Perfect Host, and Would You Rather, with Would You Rather coming in at a close second. But not mm. quite getting it. Very uh, much a close second. Yeah, it was very close. High for a very long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But with that being said, I am very excited with the choice that Discord did make, and I'm very excited, Erica, to get to chit chat with you about this movie today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so uh, shall we raise our wine glasses and cheer and get into the plot? Indeed, we shall. Clink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, homies, you are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But like we've said, we're talking about The Invitation from 2015. This movie was directed by Karen Kusama, who some people may remember from a couple movies, but I think in the States, most notably Aeon Flux, uh, written by Phil Hay and Matt Manfredi, starring Logan Marshall Green as Will, Emma Yatsi Coronaldi as Kira, Michael Huseman as David, and Tammy Blanchard as Eden. Two years after a tragic accident, Will and his current girlfriend Kira have been invited by Will's ex-lover Eden to a dinner party reunion for all of their friends. When they arrive at Will's old home, he is troubled to find that she has remarried and seems eerily different from before. As the night goes on, Eden and her husband David reveal that they went to Mexico where they found peace and happiness through the invitation. However, Will can't shake the feeling that something sinister lies beneath the surface of this new found happiness. Insert overpriced wine bottles awkward dinner party games, and culty death videos here. Our film concludes with Will coming face to face with his grief and discovering the truth of the invitation. Also, who the fuck invited them? Roll credits. (laughs) But honestly. (laughs) Right? Who are you? (laughs) 
I would be so mad if I was brought back to a gathering of close friends and then one of those close friends invited a bunch of randos. I'd be like, bruh. Oh my gosh. I would be pissed. While I was watching this, I felt like I have maybe been to a get together kind of like that or something. And I remember mm -hmm. feeling very weird about it now wait were you were you part of the group or were you the rando that got invited because no, i have been the, the rando mm, no i was part of the group okay because i don't think now did they tell you like when they invited you did they tell you oh yeah it's gonna be a bunch of all my older old friends and we're getting together or did they just say oh you should come over mm, i think it was more the latter um, I'm trying to think of like a specific one, but I've been to a lot of gatherings that I haven't wanted to go to. So <laughs> I'm like racking through my brain. But I think if I am one of the randos, it's probably because I go with a friend to a gathering that I'm not supposed to go to, you know, where it's like it's a group of their close friends or people that they're close with that I don't know. And so mm -hmm. I end up at this gathering basically doing my best to blend in. I think more so akin to Kira than the randos in this movie. You know, I gotcha. feel like I've been the plus one to a lot of gatherings where I haven't known anyone, but all, you know, it's mm -hmm. still, it, it's, it's equally as awkward. Doesn't matter which setting it's in. Right. Well, and I think that kind of getting into the movie now, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think the difference between the Kira of this movie and the, the Pruitt's, and the Sadie's of this movie is that Kira, like... Kira kind of knows. Like, Kira, what, what? Yeah, Kira knows the other people, but also this is obviously Eden. Eden, these are all e people that are connected to Eden, right? Yeah. And so that's their tether. That's what all of them are there for is because it's a reunion of people that were close to will yes but close to eden and so now you know david this random guy that she's now with has taken it among upon himself to invite people that are his friends and it's like why like if mm -hmm. we're all here because the point is that this is an eden reunion and we haven't seen her in so long and we are a group that are getting back together finally for the first time it's like david why are you inviting your friends like we don't yeah. know them bro we don't care about them <laughs> <laughs> we don't know them dog and that's not to say like if you're not the focal point of a party you can't have a plus one or invite people to a gathering that's not the message that i want to send here it's just like if you know that the last time you saw these people, a big tragedy just happened. Right. And there's some stuff that y'all got to sort through in this meeting. Maybe tell Jeffrey to come to the next party. You know, yeah. like, don't don't invite him to this one. This might not be the spot. Especially if Jeffrey is fucking weird. Like, <laughs> like super maybe, weird. Yeah, maybe don't have him come. And maybe don't invite Kelsey that is possibly on drugs and wants to have sex with everybody. I don't know. Maybe she could wait until you're not reminiscing about a child's death. <laughs> Just a thought. Just, Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I'm no party planner, but it seems like you might want to wait. <laughs> 
But before diving too deep in the movie, like, I mean, we're, we're already kind of there, but we did want to let you guys know that we're going to kind of separate this uh, conversation here into two parts, the before dinner and then the after dinner in line with our theme for today. Um, so starting off with the before dinner portion, Erica, let me know what is in your notebook. Okay. So actually my first note is, um, a bit of a con for me. Okay. I wrote that I'm slightly tired of the road jump scare. I think because I feel as though we've watched quite a few movies now. And maybe that's why, because I'm watching these movies more often and now I'm looking at them with a critical lens. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've watched quite a few movies where... It, it's some people in a car and they get jump scared by something crossing the road mm -hmm. and maybe they hit it, maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a little fatigued by it. Now, granted, granted, this was 2015, so some of those movies that we've watched have come after after it. So it's not to say that, you know, this wasn't original then or it's not a good idea. But I, I think what bugged me a little bit about it in this one is that it didn't feel necessary. I feel like they tried to make it tie in, but it, it, it could have been cut. And I don't think it would have affected things at all because mm -hmm. okay. I don't really feel I know that they kind of bring it back later on mm -hmm. with Kira because, you know, in this beginning, they hit the coyote and Will kind of has to mercy kill it because it's it's suffering. And then later, Akira has kind of a moment like that. And they also discuss it a little bit later on in the movie. Mm -hmm. But it did not feel important enough to me to happen. I almost would have preferred if they just had a conversation in the car and then it cut to the credits like it did rather mm -hmm. than having this coyote simile type of situation because mm -hmm. it just didn't do it for me didn't do anything for me <laughs> okay that's okay uh i didn't mind it as much uh i kind of agree that the whole um starting the movie off in a car and then you know getting like that little bit of exposition before you get into the movies we've seen that a lot most definitely um i would I would advocate for it because of the fact that people in general just spend so much time in their cars that it doesn't throw me off to see it used so often as a convention. I feel like a lot of time is spent in the car and like having conversations like the one that they're having. So for me, that bit is okay. Um, and then with the coyote jumps, I agree with the jump scare part. That part I wholeheartedly agree with. I think the jump scare portion of that is what's starting to feel tired. Mm -hmm. I think the mini exposition dumps in the car, I'm still okay with. Like those don't yeah. bug me as much. I'm okay with that too. I had no, it, I liked the car part where they're mm -hmm. just talking. It was once they hit the coyote that I wish that hadn't have happened because that felt 
unnecessary. And that reminded me too much. That's what made me think of other movies. It wasn't them being in the car talking. Mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed the conversation that they were having. And mm -hmm. I liked that that was our little exposition dump. You know, it, it, we, we get a little bit of information before we get to the party, which I thought was nice. And it established kind of Kira and Will's relationship. And you also get a little bit about Will's personality right mm -hmm. right off the bat. I just, yeah, I felt like the coyote thing just didn't really hit in the way that <laughs> it maybe has. I know <laughs> you didn't mean that pun, but. <laughs> you, um, you'll never know. Maybe I did. <laughs> but yeah, it just didn't, it didn't work for me in the way that it has in other movies. Okay. You know what I did like about it? Uh, for me, not knowing who Will was, right? Mm -hmm. um, there was, for me, a nice bit of tension there once Kira gets back into the car and Will is now forced to mercy kill the coyote. Um, what I enjoyed that, um, that the director did was they really held the shot on this very long. Like, I feel like we were watching him do this mercy killing for, like, an uncomfortable, uncomfortable amount of time. But it really wasn't because I feel like in actuality, I have not had to do this myself, but this seemed like the length of time it would take to do this. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you don't see him kill the coyote, but you see all of the effects of it. I think you get a lot of Will's character there from just how he handles this mercy killing. I think they're between the performance and the situation. I think there's a lot of subtext there that does get... Um, used a little bit later when we start uh, faulting Will a little bit and um, our trust in him kind of wanes as we get deeper into the movie. I think starting off the movie with him killing something, even as a mercy killing, but him killing something, um, it, it felt strong for me. It did. It, it, hmm. it let me know that he has a killer side, even if it is for a good reason. Like, he does have the capacity for killing and going into this movie, not really knowing who the bad guy is going to be. Um, I think that for me, it left a little bit of um, tension that I could latch on to for later. Like it, it was, it was some leftover tension. That I was like, all right, I may, I may holla at this a little bit later down in the movie, but maybe I won't consume all this right now. Okay. See, and I felt, I feel the opposite. I feel like it didn't teach me anything about him. Mm -hmm. because it was hard for him to kill the coyote and he did do it because he felt bad and i guess maybe it, it taught me a little bit about that he doesn't like to see things suffer right because mm -hmm. you know he would rather just kill it as hard as it was for him he would rather just kill it than let it sit there and die alone which maybe ties into what happened to his son but it didn't it didn't really feel like that changed anything about it didn't like from that moment to the end i don't feel like that aspect of him changed if anything i would say it maybe kind of shows kira's revolution a little bit more because that's really hard for her to to sit and watch and then later on she has to it switches right mm -hmm. like 
he's the one who's sitting and watching while she has to be the one to deliver these final blows. Mm. It, it kind of flip flops. And so that's where it tied back in for me. But okay. even then I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's funny, it's funny that you say that too, because I didn't think about that honestly until you just oh, said really? that. I, yeah, and okay. I think that that um, I enjoy that because that's. I think I was very hyper focused on Will, so there were parts of Kira's journey that I missed. But I do think that that is part of her journey, and I think that's mm -hmm. like a pretty um, important part of it. Actually, is the fact that she does make that big shift from the i don't like to see violence to having to perform mm -hmm. violence later the um, more passive mm -hmm. to the yeah to, the to like now kind of. she has to be the aggressor but um there is for me there was enough in that scene that i think that i didn't mind that it was there um granted this is one of those movies that it's not long but it is a slow burn so every additional scene that you have in there is going to push certain people's um patience threshold mm -hmm. so like for that reason for that reasoning alone trimming some stuff here and there i'm not necessarily against i do think that they do make a fun callback with that coyote scene i know i i know they make it in conversation but i think they make a thematic callback to it later on that i did really enjoy but when we get to that part uh we'll talk about it but oh. um you know moving from this scene um, that happens, and then they arrive at the no, party where we get... No, I want to talk about the coyote for the rest of... <laughs> I want to talk about the coyote for an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we probably could, but I, that, I don't think that's what the homies came here for. <laughs> They're like, there's more of this movie for y'all to talk about. Like, all right, fair enough. Um, but we do get to the party, and then we get introduced to all of the friends of Will and Eden, um, along with Eden's new hubby. And um, how did you feel about this introduction scene? Like we now we've got the setup right. Mm -hmm. We know we're in a horror thrillerish movie, and we just met a ton of people. Um, this is like all the essential ingredients for a bloodbath buffet. Mm -hmm. So this movie had me stressed the fuck out, and from basically this moment of them walking through the door and seeing everybody until the end actually not until the end probably until like the big reveal but um I, it's it's interesting because i watching this movie the whole time i was thinking you this this you could talk look me in the eye and tell me that this movie was adapted from a stage play and I wouldn't bat an eye. I would be like, yes, probably. <laughs> because there is a lot of work. There's a lot of moments of characters shifting throughout rooms and one character pulling Will aside and having their moment with him. And then they leave. And then another car character shifts into the room. And then they have their moment. And I really like that. I really do enjoy the moments where all of the friends are reconnecting with him and you can tell that it's been a long time since anybody has really seen him or spoken to him right. and i i think what i loved the most about it is that feeling that you got where they so desperately want things to feel like they did before but the acceptance from all of them that they know that that 
is never going to be true and how do we move forward there's this uneasiness and this awkwardness to most of the friends because they don't really know how to approach will because they don't really know what kind of state he's in and yeah. none of them really know the best way of moving forward do we act like things are normal can i say my normal jokes do i am i a little bit more gentle around him mm-hmm. and i loved seeing everybody's different ways of handling him because i think we really see that the most with like ben ben gina and claire because i feel like for gina and actually i I, and i don't mean to say this but i don't want to be like oh the women versus the men but really i feel like we do see with his female friends they're they're much more gentle with him and then his male friends they're immediately like joking with him and Mm -hmm. trying to make things comfortable and trying to almost say okay we're just gonna act like we're picking things off where we left off. I, I'd say maybe Ben is a little bit more in the middle because he's pretty jokey with Will, but mm-hmm. he does also kind of check in on him and, and ask him how he's doing and, and things like that. But I really enjoyed the... <laughs> As time goes on, <laughs> I shift a little bit in my mindset. But when we first meet everybody, I really did enjoy the nuances of that feeling of how do you approach a friend who is still grieving and still dealing with a loss? Like how, how do you move forward? Because it's different to say, okay, well, how do they move forward on their own? Mm -hmm. But then it's like, well, how do we move forward as friends? Like, what can I give to them? What do they need from me? And how much of myself, you know, can I, can they handle right now is yeah what it, is what it feels like most definitely yeah it feels like for all of the parties that are there i feel like they had that conversation before they got to this this oh, gathering yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. where it's just like that oh shit do we have to go it's like yeah this would be really good for them but like learning how to navigate seeing your friends again after some some you know sad stuff or tragic things happened um, it can be really weird. And then those first moments of like seeing them and then trying to figure out how to navigate the conversations and the feelings and stuff like it's it's hard. And I think it's something that a lot of people can relate to, which I think is a big strength of this movie is a lot of the situations feel very relatable, um, you know, in the less crazy portions, but like some right. of the it, more yeah. grounded <laughs> stuff. Uh, feels like situations that a lot of us have probably found ourselves in um, in one way or another. And so it's very easy to kind of understand the different mindsets of these characters, how each one is handling the situation, how they're approaching mending this relationship with their now kind of estranged friends i'm getting that vibe from mm-hmm. where it's like they haven't we haven't seen you guys in two years. like what's you know what's been going on? like what's what's the deal? I did like that there was a um, large variance in like personalities between the friend group. I did enjoy that where it definitely felt like everybody was their own unique person. And this for me wasn't one of those movies where it was hard to like remember who was who. Like I felt like everybody had a very distinct like this is me personality. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that because that's hard to do with big ensemble movies. Yes, it, it is really hard to do. And in- once again, 
I feel I, I think I said something similarly in the dissent review. They feel like their own people, but I can understand why they're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, because they all seem to get along very well together and they, they mesh very well. Their their humor is balanced well amongst the group. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's it's another element that's added to this that I do think ratchets up the awkwardness of the situation is it's not only have we not seen this person in so long and the last time we saw them this horrible thing happened your friends are also these friends are are putting themselves in a in a tricky situation because they are also having to deal with the fact that eden and will are going to be seeing each other for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. and this is a house that will used to live in they used mm-hmm. to be married they used to have a family they used to have a life together and now they're both seeing other people and now they're both for the first time in the home that they used to live in and i mean i don't even know if i was them and i saw him come in i would be like you know what i sh- i'm actually gonna leave <laughs> um <laughs> I'll have to catch you another time because this is too much. <laughs> this is too much for me. After that, the way that Eden came in, Eden and David off the bat are way too intimate, way too personal. They are, it just feels like they are locking onto a target. You know what I mean? Like the minute mm-hmm. that they see Will, it, I that's when I started feeling really stressed out. Yeah. Because you get this moment between him and Eden and it's just so uncomfortable. And you can tell that, especially for Will, he's looking at Eden and it's like he's seeing this person who is so familiar to him, but a stranger. And yeah. it's... And then for her, she's just, she comes on really intense right away. And she almost acts like no time has passed and and they're okay and everything is okay. And it's strange and it's off-putting. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to shrivel up and just, <laughs> and just disappear. I was like, I might have to pause this movie for a second. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> too much. That in that them hugging and her wiping that the blood off of his face from the coyote. I uh-huh. was like, can can I get a close up on Kira? Because what is she <laughs> doing right? <laughs> I need to see her face. <laughs> and yo, Kira, for just to blanket this entire conversation, Kira's a real one because she sat through all of this. Like. She didn't yeah. have to be in this situation. She really, really didn't. And I, I think my first note actually was, uh, oh, here we go. Another, we don't have to do this open, which mm-hmm. I, you know, I, if you listen to, I think it was the, the descent where mm-hmm. I brought that up before, but, uh, it's one of those things that like you get this a lot in horror movies. Now that I pointed out, I kind of like it because it's kind of fun to just know that like, they had a situation. They could They could never had to be here. And then you, you went anyway and you got fucked up. But throughout this whole thing, um, everything's a little weird. Like, all the interactions are a little weird for, I guess, good reason. But, like, Kira 
she rolls with the punches. She's like, I'm here for Will. I'm here for the situation and I'm here for this party. And despite how weird things get and things do get weird, she's in there and she's got his back for like 99% of it. You know, like ah. I, it's not until he kind of sort of turns on her a little bit mm-hmm. that we get any variation in that. But for the mostly the entire movie, she's got his back the whole time. I, I'm going to give Kira 87%. I yeah. think I think that she I really have to give it up to her for going in there and in and and communicating with everybody and you know and having as much fun and being as social as she is because mm-hmm. I feel like she is the type of girl friend that you almost or the type of partner that you would almost want for your friend, right? Where they can just kind of roll with the punches and and come in there and and be friendly and be you know, positive about what's going on. Where I will dock Kira some points is I understand. I kind of get it. I I feel like it becomes a little bit more obvious later on, especially once we get into their little conversation. That Will seems to be a person that kind of bottles things up and deals with things on his own, right? And Mm -hmm. And he tends to separate himself when things get overwhelming. I mean, we see it multiple times in this movie. When things get too much, he he isolates himself mm-hmm. and so i'm sure that that is something that she's used to but i do think that there are some there are some moments in this movie where i feel like it is very obvious that he is having some kind of panic attack or a moment of you know being unable to handle it or having a breakdown and she mm-hmm decides to sit on the couch and keep drinking wine with his friends rather than go check up on go him. check on him yeah <laughs> i was like um that's Kira. <laughs> that's that's fair that's fair i'll, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that i i, I personally i'll still say kira was you know she was she was fighting for him um yeah. but there were some moments where he did he did need his girl <laughs> and she was she yeah. was busy with he, a bottle of wine for sure. She was chugging for her life. And I will <laughs> say, yeah, she Kara's for sure a real one. Cause like I said, she is like in it to win it. And she is like, you know what? You wanna be here, we'll be here. You need your space, I'll give you space. But yeah, there were just a few moments where I I think I I thought she would come to talk to him or just to check up on him and and then she did it. And I was mm. like, Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's, That's fair. And um, also, in regards to Eden, too, you want to know what's something funny about Eden for me hmm. was for how strange she was in the way that she was like coming off when we first meet her. Uh, since moving to Los Angeles, I feel like I have met Eden several yeah. times over. <laughs> Where, mm-hmm. like, I think pre California, I would have been like, yo, this lady's weird as hell. But like post California, I'm like, Oh no! Yeah, now I met you. You're you're from Malibu or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Somebody from Malibu just got really pissed at that. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, like stops the episode. <laughs> but it, it was just something funny that I did think that I did think I was like, damn, LA people are kind of weird, dude. Because I am way mm-hmm. too used to both her and David's personalities at this point. I think um, it, this sort of like bohemian. Like everything's okay, there is no wrong in the world, sort of vibe that they are 
they're, they are saying that they are not pushing on to you, but very much so being like, but what if you adopted this mindset as right. well? You know what I mean? Sort of I, vibe. Yeah. I mean, you'll run into at least 10 of them at Venice Beach. If you go into any juice bar, <laughs> you will probably meet one that works behind the counter. And also, if you go to any party, I mean, yeah, there's probably at least one person who has a very similar where if you get into a conversation with them they have a very similar um mindset mm-hmm. to handling things and who's very who's way too touchy and acts like they already know you when you literally just learn their name yeah yeah <laughs> So I'm like, I don't think that it was um, any any happenstance that this movie takes place in Los Angeles. I do think that no. that the director pulled the director and the writers probably pulled a lot of inspiration for these characters from characters that they probably met while living or spending time in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. But uh, meeting all the characters again, they all have their unique traits that kind of make them stand out a little bit. Um, I'm kind of curious, what was your initial feelings about David um, when we first, like, really, really get to meet him? I didn't like him. Me neither, right? Something about him was just not right. David is that person who... I think the thing that irked me the most about him is he is so sure of what he knows about you without really knowing you. And that's what irritated me about him is David was the kind of person where you meet them, you maybe tell them three things about yourself and they try and fill in the blanks for you about Mm -hmm. your life. And you're like, this isn't a Mad Libs, baby. I (laughs) don't think you know me at all. And that's what, yeah. So he is very insertive. He kind of has taken it upon himself and he keeps speaking in this way, which I get it. It, It's a way, you know, that some people say, oh, well, if you're special to X, Y, then you're also special to me. But like, not really, because you can Mm -hmm. say, oh, because you're uh, you're important to my partner, then you then I care about you. And that's fair. But he keeps framing it and saying, oh, we're family. We're family. Yeah. And like it's we're like, already family. It's like, bro, I just met you, dog. Uh, who's distant family? Because I have never <laughs> heard of you before. I This is my first time meeting you. Third cousin and, at best, yeah, my guy. Best. <laughs> twice removed. Because thank you for the wine, but I don't know you. And also, the moment that I really hated David was when Claire tried to leave. And he wouldn't let her yeah. because I think everybody has had that moment where they have wanted to leave someplace and someone is really pushing you to stay. And mm-hmm. it's frustrating. And that's what David is. He's frustrating because he doesn't know when to stop and he doesn't know yeah. when to back off. He consistently pushes and pushes and pushes. And it's your fault for getting mad. Not his. 
and I hate it. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like David was just the king of gaslighting. You know what I mean? Like oh he just God, yeah. he has mastered the art of gaslighting. He went to he college just, for it. Mm-hmm. He went to college, majored in it, <laughs> um, got his fucking doctorate in his it. Like masters. he just, his yeah, ma- and, he, <laughs> and he minored in he minored in like narcissism or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely the vibe that I got from him. And yeah, I agree with you. Like he just rubbed me the wrong way from the moment that we got him um, but we also had two other late coming dinner guests in uh the form of sadie and pruitt mm-hmm. which i'm very curious your thoughts on these two characters as well now let me ask you something yeah was sadie naked from the waist down when we first saw was her? she i thought that was she was she <laughs> naked? Was confused am i seeing a vagina right now <laughs> or, like, losing, or is she wearing like skin colored clothing i swear because the thing about it was i could have sworn she was naked but then the way that will reacted he didn't react as if she was naked he just reacted like who is this lady yeah. and that's what threw me off and i was watching it on my laptop mm-hmm. and and so it kind of took me aback. Like, I feel like it took me a minute to register. And so I didn't try and look closer or anything. Mm-hmm. But after it passed, I couldn't help but think, was she wearing pants? <laughs> was she <laughs> I really don't know. I might have to go back and rewatch that part because that yeah. threw me all the way off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, dude. I, I'm going to be honest. When he saw her for the first time because of how... Um, Will's mental state had been framed up until that point. I actually mm. thought he was seeing he wasn't seeing a real person. I thought he was seeing like the ghost of somebody mm. or he, there was something there that only he could see yeah. because based on what we knew everybody who was supposed to be there was already accounted was there, for. Right. Except for Choi. But... Except, yeah, except for Choi. So <laughs> like and that didn't look like no Choi. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like mm. But I, I agree. That's actually, you just reminded me. I thought something very similarly because at that point he had already been having flashbacks about him and Eden in mm-hmm. the past. And so at first I thought, oh, is this, is he about to have another flashback? And, but then I looked closer and I was like, oh, she looks different. But then I thought maybe she had, her hair was different in the past. Like I was going through this and I feel like that's what distracted me for so long. By the mm-hmm. time she finally did that little pivot, that little swivel twist of her hip, I <laughs> thought I saw, I thought I saw crack. And I was like, <laughs> that's what pop. Yeah, I was <laughs> Well, to be honest, I'm not sure. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> I was not attentive enough in that moment to yeah. answer your question, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to rewatch and find out whether or not Sadie had pants when we first met her. Um, nah, she didn't have no pants. So yeah, so so we meet Sadie, who yeah. kind of right away is very energetic. She yeah. is super very... like love forward type of person. Yeah. Like I love every like everyone. I love mm-hmm. everyone. And the way that she. I mean, basically, the way that she introduces herself, I was like, oh, so they're having like a threesome or they're yeah. in some kind of um, polyamorous relationship Yeah, is the way that she and she's she's like doesn't say that. But the way that she's trying to come up with ways that they know each other and stuff, it's like, OK, you guys are 
and the way that she's like touching and rubbing on both of them yeah it's very obvious that she has some kind of relationship with them and so first she comes out and everybody is kind of confused everybody is a little bit taken aback um about her being there in the first place because yeah as far as they knew this was going to be an old homie hangout and then right away not not right away but not too long after that we get Pruitt who shows up and is the epitome of who the fuck is this <laughs> truly <laughs> is sir are you lost like that is <laughs> that's what everybody's thinking when he comes in and it's it's odd because this is another moment that's strange because Sadie and Eden and David are so excited to see him. And right, they're so yeah. surprised that he's there and everybody else is kind of sat there wondering why these extra people were invited and why they didn't know that they were coming. Now, a little fun fact is that the actor who plays Pruitt uh, played Twisty the Clown on American Horror Story. Um, oh, okay. And I was, because I, he was talking and I was like, his voice sounds really familiar. And so, yeah, he played Twisty. And then we also, of course, David um, was the actor who played David was on The Haunting of Hill House. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then the actor that played Will is from Prometheus, but he was also in the movie Upgrade. So we've got a lot of, got a lot of familiar faces in this movie, which was kind of which was kind of fun, but yeah, Pruitt is um Pruitt is creepy. Like it's yeah, weird because right? it's weird because Pruitt seems like he wouldn't be like he seems like that kind of guy that you that unassuming. That's what it is about him. He seems like that unassuming guy that you would find out was actually a serial killer. Yeah, I I agree, but it's also like it almost feels like he's creepy just because he's not supposed to be there there. <laughs> <laughs> for me as right. well you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the fact that he's not supposed to be there like just made all of his interactions feel weird because for the most part he's very just normal you know he's having normal conversations until I mean, a little bit later but like for the wh- most part i guess he's very qu- thing about it is he's very quiet at first but then every time he talks it's it's almost like he's saying what he thinks should be said. It's like his face, the emotion that he has on his face never really matches what he's saying in that Mm -hmm. beginning until things change. And that's what I think is weird about him. It seems like he is trying to match people's emotions rather than actually like feeling them, which is Mm -hmm. where the serial killer vibes come in in for me. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, without getting too deep into the reveal, it's not like you're very far off there anyway. No, <laughs> no, especially when we get into the the game that they play, mm-hmm. which it, it, I want, right? That's what they call it, I yeah. want. And he tells this story about, he says, I want to tell you the story about my wife or my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Oh well, this is this was also right after they watched the fucking invitation video too. Right, right, um, right. Where they reveal that they have joined a cult, and <laughs> although they don't like 
Eden and David and them don't like calling it a cult, but mm-hmm. everybody else is like, this is a cult, which is another thing that's very LA. I don't know about you, but I know like three people from LA that joined cults. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't. All right, let me retcon that. I can't say specifically that I know people who have joined cults, but I do know that I've met people who, if they told me they were in a cult, I wouldn't be that surprised. Be surprised. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. The, what, what I think is kind of funny about it is the fact that because, because it's L.A., I like that the friend group, although they all know that this is some cult shit, they're like, yeah, whatever. So they joined the cult. Yeah, it's L.A. Like that was the vibe that I got from like half yeah. the friend group where it's like very clearly this is some weird shit. But they're like, you know what? Let them do them. This is making them happy. So, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it. I kind of liked that and then I kind of didn't I kind of wish more of them were weirded out I wish more of them I wish we had one more Claire after Claire leaves you know what I mean like I wish we Mm -hmm. had one more character that did acknowledge how weird things was but because Will was acting so sporadic also didn't want to feed into that for him because i feel like everybody became a little bit too oh it's la because yes that's true but also this man pruitt basically says oh yeah i slapped my wife in the face so hard that she died but i don't feel bad about it anymore because i joined this cult what and nobody bats an eye nobody bats an eye except for will and claire and and there's moments like that and and you know seeing somebody die on on tv they're very upset about it in the moment but then things pass and they are a little bit more lax about it and everybody just seems so everybody gets so creeped out by will's issues and his accusations but then them knowing that pruitt and eden and david are involved in these different things or are doing these different things like that's not a red flag at all yeah there were there were a ton of red flags in the first act of this film that for me as a party goer you would have saw me go out that front door several times without saying goodbye to people gross so fast i would have just been a, a cloud of dust they wouldn't have even seen me move i would have already been outside <laughs> like trust after that video the moment that he closes that laptop i stand i bid everyone to do and i'm getting the fuck out of there because i don't care how close we are you show me a video of somebody just dying our friendship has come to an end. I'm sorry. It's I'm leaving. <laughs> and you didn't even ask me. Because what they frame it as like, oh, we just want to show you this video. Yeah, we'll show you this cool thing. Like, don't worry. It'll be fun to watch at a dinner party. This Excuse will be great. Excuse me? Yeah. And if I didn't leave then, like, say I was, I said, you know what? Live the life you live. I'll hang out. I surely, at the time that Claire left, yes, yes. I too would have been eyed on my head out because mm-hmm. that story he told. <laughs> did she uh, pass away? Yeah, she did. We had been drinking. I had been drinking. We had just come home from a dinner and 
we were in the kitchen, we'd fell into one of those arguments, you know, one of those stupid fights that last your whole marriage. I think it was about the dishes. Somebody started yelling. I don't remember who. I went to pour myself another drink. She tried to stop me and something just gave. I turned and hit her as hard as I could. Her knees buckled, she hit her head. I think she was trying to get back up. She had her hand out, staring at me. And then she collapsed and she was gone. What? That blew me the fuck up. I just couldn't believe that he said that and that everyone just sat there swishing their wine and said, hmm. Well, that was hmm. a lot of information there. Thank you. Okay. Um, stranger that we now know is a murderer but don't know your last name. Thank okay. you for that. Yeah. Pruitt? What? <laughs> if that's your real name. Yeah, I was like, okay. But... And then we also had, like... Now, I don't remember how many people were present for this red flag, but the fact that David is essentially locking everyone in the house under the guise that, like, oh, yeah, we had a break-in. We had break-in. So it's for security reasons. Uh, how old is your house that you don't have locks that you can just turn, just, that everything has to be yeah. done via key? What kind of shit is that? Just regular locks. And I'm thinking, okay. Cause, and everybody acts like that's a, another th crazy thing for Will to be kind of weirded out, right? Like, everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, let him lock it. But no, you don't lock the door when you're when you have a party. What if someone needs to just run out to their car really quick? They have to come to you and ask your permission so you can unlock the door for them. No, like and, and then they're still waiting for Choi to Choi to show up. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it's weird. It is a weird thing. And Will is reasonably confused about it, especially because Will used to live in this house. Yeah. So he knows he knows how safe the area is. He knows how, like, that's, you know, I'm sure they probably didn't used to lock the doors like that. So, and there's bars on the window. Yeah, there's He's bars probably on the fucking like, windows. bro, I feel like a prisoner. Like, leave the door unlocked, would yeah, you? And everybody just... looks at him like he's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, Will, poor Will, because he was, and uh, David's the king of gaslighting, but I feel like Will was definitely getting gaslit in a couple of places where, he had a very yeah. clear reason to be concerned, and, and I agree. I think people were way too lax about yeah. the situations that they were in. Uh, I do think that it was Will was such a great point of view to be watching this movie from because I feel like everything that you're supposed to feel about Will, you do mm -hmm. because of the situations that he finds himself in. Like, every time that he finally speaks up and he's like yo this is some weird shit was also a time where i was sitting watching the movie being like yo this is some weird shit mm -hmm. and i'm very happy that the movie consistently has will calling this stuff out and having this back and forth of like are we not going to acknowledge that the situation is strange right and then having to deal with you know david or eden or whoever it is kind of pulling it back and be like, no, 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 like this is like, I liked that back and forth because it's like, 
you want to clearly side with Will, but then as time goes on, things start adding up kind of against Will, where you do start doubting him for a moment, even though it's not because he's been unreasonable. It's just that the situations that he finds himself in sometimes don't go in his favor. And it's like, shit, I want to be on your side, bro. But now after 45 minutes, somebody else actually has a point. And it's kind of like, ugh. Right. I like that they were able to play with who you were siding with in that way. I think that that was a really cool thing that this movie did. Right. Because, I mean, a lot of his friends, you know, they Will's evidence always kind of points back at him because oh yeah he found pills but he snooped in their room to find them or Mm -hmm. you know oh he he saw something weird but it was because he was spying on sadie or oh he saw something he saw pruitt talking to claire alone but then he Mm -hmm. gets accused of you know acting like his this guy's friend is a bad person and he doesn't really know him it's all car scene by the way was fucking had me tense as shit and i love how they did that i absolutely love how they did that that we sat there and we watched the whole time Mm -hmm. right until the pivotal moment where they pull it out of frame so you can't see what happens and then they yank you away so you can't see what happens either and the fact that we never find out what happens to her all right. of those things combined, I was like, yo, that scene is top tier. I loved the the little car leaving scene. Claire is a nicer person than me because I would have skirted out so fast. My my tire would have left Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about some Claire, wait. No. Wait, like Bye. hell no. Nah. Goodbye. Beep beep. <laughs> Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, she's a nicer person than, than I am because that man would have had to be jogging after my car the way he was acting um but yeah like i said everything everything points back at him so it makes sense and i think that the smart thing about the what they did as much as it's frustrating that his friends kind of don't ever take him seriously or don't believe him i think the thing that's clever about it is you do have these two opposing people who grief has impacted and they're both dealing with it in different ways and i think for the friends it doesn't feel fair to undermine one person's way of dealing with grief or you know discredit it because for a lot of them they're with will's accusations i almost feel like they're trying to say no like that's eden is dealing with things in her way and we're supportive of both of you you can handle things in your way and in eden can handle things in her way and i feel like that's part of the reason that they're trying to be accepting of it because it does seem like it's helping her right like she does Mm -hmm. seem happier and so what kind of friends would they be to say to 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 ruin that for her or to take that away from her but at the same time they're trying to be supportive of of will so you Mm -hmm. get this kind of of back and forth but i do there are certain times i think as the evening goes on where i start to feel like i i start to like the dynamic of the friends less it just starts to feel a little bit like they i wish sometimes that maybe certain situations were 
played out a little bit differently or that with the friends played out a little bit differently. I feel like as the night goes on, I kind of start to like their dialogue and the way that some of the characters are a little bit less because Mm -hmm. it's not as strong for me as when we first met them. And yeah, I think that's because as the night goes on and obviously we're getting more into the plot, the characters need to fall to the wayside a little bit because we we have these bigger plot points that we need to focus on. And so as a result, I feel like sometimes characters feel different than they did in the beginning. Or like I feel like they would have reacted a certain way in the beginning and then they react differently later on in the evening. And it kind of was throwing me off. I yeah I hear you there and I I agree with that to a degree. One of the things not to take out of the equation here is the power of seeing things at face value. You know what I mean? Like we do have this friend group dealing with the two people who went through this tragic event, right? And like as the night goes on, even though Eden's weird as shit about it, she does like you said seem happier and more well adjusted. Um, whereas Will. On the other on the other hand is clearly not okay with being in this house and being in this moment right now and so from like an outside person look perspective looking in I could see how people would lean more towards the person who seems like they got their shit together like yeah they're in a cult but at least like they can enjoy the night and have a good evening whereas you have will here whoever two seconds is kind of trying to kill the party and kill the vibe for everybody um, <laughs> Not to say that he isn't right to try and do so by any mm-hmm. means, but that, that is sort of the narrative that he's building throughout the evening. Um, I agree with you where I think like as we get, you know, more flashbacks and more exposition and more information on the plot that some of the auxiliary characters, their importance disappears a little bit. Um, but for me, the only uh, like semi side characters that. Um, I flip-flopped on was really Tommy and Miguel and it was Mm -hmm. mostly because I felt like they were too down bad for everything that was going on I I agree that that part to me felt strange I I agree with something you said earlier where I think we needed a second Claire I think we needed Mm -hmm. someone else within the friend group being like Nah, I'm out. This is this is too much. Like something mm-hmm. something's off here and I need to go. I do think we needed a little bit more of that. And I feel like Miguel and Tommy for a majority of the film are just too cool with everything that's happening. Even when even the stuff that they call out, two seconds later they're like, eh, whatever. They're laughing yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that for me felt strange. Yeah, that's actually those were the two characters that I was thinking of that I had the biggest thing with because they they go between being so supportive of of Will, but also so dim, dismissive at times. Mm-hmm. And I never really know where they stand. And I wish that they were one like and I know I get people are people are complex creatures. They're not mm-hmm. always going to be the same, but I think that they started to become more and more important as the movie went on. Like they started having more moments with him and I just couldn't, I I wanted more from them than just, oh, it's wine and it's delicious and we're going to drink wine so everything's okay. Like I, I kind of started to get tired of that 
mm-hmm. excuse. Like I, I wish that there, like for in, for instance, I really actually enjoyed that moment between Will and Tommy, where Tommy's like, "You're very brave for coming here today," and they had that like little conversation. Mm-hmm. I liked that, and I wished I was almost wishing that we got a little bit more of that with them. And I wish maybe one of those characters was willing to kind of, con- cause at first I was actually really excited because when he, when Will told Miguel that he had found those things, mm-hmm. I almost thought like that was gonna be their little secret. And yeah. they were almost kind of gonna be like having these moments with each other where they're Being like, like, hmm. like, yo, something's yeah, up here. Like, hmm, that's kind of weird. But then right away, Miguel, spilled the beans almost kind of yeah i mean he fucked with him but like he was and yeah. like a come on bro like yeah and 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 he kind of but he was kind of messing with him and but it was still really dismissive t- of something yeah. that he was like hey he this could potentially him, yeah. be a thing he wasn't taking him seriously and 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 that was kind of a bummer because i i did want him to have one more friend because it wasn't going to be kira like i realized at that point i was like she's not going to be in on this yeah she's just there to keep the peace like that's all that seems to be the only thing she's trying to do there Mm -hmm. is enjoy the night and then have as little conflict as possible right seems to be kira's mo for this which fair you know enjoy the wine girl but like i i wish he had someone else at after claire left i did wish that he had maybe just one more person even if they didn't completely believe him to confide in because the movie does kind of become him off on his own kind of Mm -hmm. just looking at things and wandering around which helps to build up the tension but i would have loved some more moments of maybe an interaction with one of his even if it was ben because i really enjoyed that scene earlier with him and ben and i wish that him and ben got more time together because i actually really like their dynamic and i'm Mm -hmm. like even if ben came back out and they had some kind of because that slap when she slapped (laughs) ben in the face i thought that was going to be more of a thing than it was she slapped the straight taste out of ben's mouth like that echoed through the hills oh my god she slapped the skin off of his cheek and i (laughs) thought that that was going to be something that him and will would be like that was kind of crazy right but but it never comes up again imagine (laughs) your friend coming up to you and slapping the absolute life from your body and then five minutes later being like, hey, I'm already over it. You Dude, should be too. I would be talking about that for days. <laughs> if I was somewhere with you and our friend came up and slapped you in the face and then just like left, slapped you in the face because you said something that wasn't even really that bad in the grand scheme of things. I don't even mm-hmm. remember, like, really remember he just, what he, he said. He just called the whole thing kind of like crazy. Like, isn't this yeah. kind of crazy? And she slapped the Which is totally in his right to say, oh, I don't really believe what you're saying. Like, that's totally within his way. She slaps the absolute... Slaps the name out of his brain. My man doesn't even know who he was anymore. <laughs> and then they just kind of are like, wow, that's crazy. And then <laughs> talk about it. I'd be talking about that for years after it happened. Every day I saw you, I'd be like, remember when she slapped the shit out of you? Shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, most definitely. The fact that that got it, 
I, it worked for what they were doing for Eden's character, I think, in terms of the, the Definitely. like... Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it helped, like, give us more information about her character, but I think it, in a way, gave us more information about Ben, where it's like, Ben is very much like a, you know, I can get over it, too, in his own way sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But just the moment felt like it was going to have more impact than it did. I, I mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah, he's um, the he's the good times guy. Yeah, he's like whatever. Yeah, you could slap me, but you know what? We'll make out later. <laughs> That's cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, before getting into the dinner, which kind of like breaks up this review in a way, um, it did have or this movie did have one of my favorite reveals. I love this little twist here with the with the voicemail and Troy. I <laughs> yeah. thought that that was so so good Mm -hmm. where he gets he finally gets some reception and he gets the voicemail from his friend that everyone's like where is he he was supposed to be here so long ago and the voicemail is like yeah i'm actually here early um i'm about to walk in and that's all the information that he has right Mm -hmm. but he's nowhere to be found They, they haven't seen him all night so clearly after everything else that's happened will's gonna be like all right this is all I need. Like this was this was the thing that I needed as my concrete proof that y'all are up to some diabolical shit in this house right now. And so you're with him for that whole sequence and I was rooting for him too. He's like, "Yeah, call him out. Like don't back down in your position. This is this is fucking weird." Like, mm-hmm. "No, keep saying this." And then Choi shows up. And I feel like it really just rips the carpet out from under you because the whole time you're like, nah, Will's got a point. Will's got a point. Will, oh, oh. Yeah. And then you're embarrassed. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm embarrassed. Um, (laughs) uh, Will, I had your back, but (laughs) Joy, apparently. Just had Apparently some other business. Choi, yeah, your boy Choi actually never. But I think it's it's very effective because it, it does kind of in that moment we've ramped up. You're you're ramping up. As he's walking back up the stairs, you're like, oh sookie sookie now. Mm-hmm. Like he's about to get him. And and you're waiting because this whole time you've been waiting for him to have something, right? Something that he can use to show everybody that this is weird. And now he has it. He has his ace in the hole. And so the whole time you're thinking that's the moment. This is when everything switches. But it isn't. They they hold it out even longer. They they bait and switch you. And so you're thinking, okay, well, well then what is going on? Like, what is the yeah. plan? What is What are we doing here tonight? Because you... Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, they killed Choi. And then and then Choi shows up. And now Will is completely defl- deflated, defeated. He is really, really questioning himself. But also now his friends are almost justified in all of the ways that they questioned him this evening. Like, they are like, yeah, I was right. Will is... Will is the one that's struggling. He is the one that we mm-hmm. need to be worried about. He is the one who can't move on and who is, you know, this is taking over his life. Like, now yeah. that's it's completely switched. And so now Eden and David look totally fine. They look like the perfect hosts of this evening. Like, they've just been having a grand old time. So then when we get into the next section, you really feel 
like the the friends have no reason to feel sketched out anymore yeah. i mean not really no because it's like clearly you know will had his outburst and then he was proven wrong and we as the audience have been also seeing will having to grieve and deal with the loss of his son um which we we finally that comes to head in this scene as well as we get like all the information about basically what happened and losing his son clearly has been very hard for will and being back in this place has been very hard for will and we've seen this they the the friends haven't seen this but we as the audience we've seen this so when this reveal for Troy happens it allows us to have some doubt towards will because it's like I mean, I was with you for this whole time, but yeah, you uh, you also have been seeing things all night and have been having like emotional breakdowns throughout the night. So it's like, I now I can kind of believe that maybe you're the problem, Will. Like I it really puts you on the side of everyone else. Um and it's crazy for me that they were able to take a character who you've been rooting for the whole time and then suddenly make you question them i thought that that was a really strong move yeah no but, i i agree yeah but then you know some shit happens because we get mm -hmm. post dinner and um that's when shit gets a little crazy it gets crazy right. uh pretty quickly too uh one thing before moving into it that i wanted to um make note of is it was around this time, like after the Troy reveal, for how much I've been enjoying the movie up until this point. Um, like I said earlier, it is a slow burn of a movie, though. So it was right around this point where I was starting to feel a little bit of movie fatigue here. Yeah. Where I was just like, damn, there's still a good chunk of movie left. And I feel like we've covered most of our bases here. I was like, where, you know, like what's what's going to keep me in this right now? Like what's going to be the next move? And. I feel like the moment that I had that thought, we were basically at the toast scene, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I will say I also felt some movie fatigue in this movie. I felt it a little bit earlier on. I actually started to feel that way like around the time that they went to eat the first time and he was mm -hmm. kind of having that anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. um, I started to feel that because I, I just wasn't really sure so much time had passed and I was I was also really thinking, OK, where are we? When are what's the when are when's the break like this? This wave has been building and building and building and I'm ready for it to break. And I just wasn't sure when it was going to. So, mm -hmm. yes, I also got some movie fatigue throughout this. Just a heads up. Um, just, yeah, to let you guys know, not to say that it's boring, but it really is. No, some movies are just kind of long, you know, some like yeah. like they can just weigh on you because you're sitting in one spot for so long. But, but no, go ahead, go for it. Oh, no, I was gonna say, but yeah, we, we finally get to this moment after that. Will kind of takes a moment and he goes to his son's room, kind of uh, like breathes in and relaxes. And then he finds that he sees the red lantern get lit by david out in the garden and mm -hmm, then he finds this, important mm -hmm, and then he finds this message from dr joseph who is the cult leader and 
I like when we go back up. I mean, we as the audience already know something bad is about to happen because obviously we've been following Will and we know that like things are getting a little weird. Plus, David and Eden are like kissing and rubbing around and celebrating and shit. And you're like, what are you doing? So they're (laughs) pouring they're pouring the wine. And like what I thought was interesting was you can kind of tell that this is different like what are we celebrating right we've already celebrated and they're pouring wine like they're about to celebrate something the glasses Mm -hmm. are totally different than the glasses they've been using the whole night these ones are smaller with a stem and like the other ones were much bigger and also they're pouring it out of a decanter and Mm -hmm. every other time my man's popped the bottle and poured it out of the bottle and this time they're doing it out of a decanter so you can just tell that things are are different and can you can you guess what my note was for this scene for this scene Mm -hmm. no ah i don't know i don't know the first thing i wrote in all caps don't drink the kool-aid oh yeah (laughs) don't do it no but really yeah because they um and then of course you know they break out into this speech and the whole time they're saying the speech you can just see on will's face that he's like Something's I'm, about to, wrong. I'm about to fuck their whole shit up. Yeah, <laughs> he's just looking around like, but it's and yeah, and so they do a cheers, right? And this is this is this is a sign. Always wait until the end of the cheers to actually drink the drink because Gina starts drinking before the cheers is even over, and as a result, she is the only one who drinks the wine because Will s- smashes all of them, and she dies. I mean, she probably would have died anyway. But she gets poisoned. But I like the way that this unfolds because once again, it looks like Will is unnecessarily causing a a scene, right? Mm -hmm. He smashes all the glasses and everybody's looking at him like, bro, what is what are you doing? We let you sit down because we thought you were chill. And now you messed up. (laughs) Now you're messing up my wine again. And so everybody's focus is on him. And then Sadie gets up and kind of attacks him and, and says, you know, you ruined everything. And he he mistakenly causes her to hit her head by defending himself. So once mm-hmm. again, everybody's looking at Will like he is this menace to yeah, society. Yeah, because now he's just murdered somebody in right. front of them, to potentially. Them, potentially. And of course, Miguel's like, nah, she's breathing. She, she fine. But while that's happening, Gina is succumbing to the poison and then it's in this moment where everybody's so confused i love the build-up everybody's confused there's all this chaos and then all of a sudden miguel gets shot and then we the camera pans over and you see that david is standing there with the gun mm-hmm. and i think what's interesting what i do like that they did with these characters are Eden and david are people who have been pulled in by this cult and believe this, right? And it's not, it's not, um, it, it's completely normal. It's not abnormal to for cults to go after people who are vulnerable and that is what they are. They say that everybody who belongs to this cult has, has experienced grief in some way. And so it is preying upon people that are vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And they have been convinced by Dr. Joseph that this is something that they need to do because they want to die, 
but they have been shown that you know it's it's better to die with or around people that you love because it almost like your spirits get to intermingle together like you all become one like that's mm-hmm. the idea that they have and which is why they've invited the people that are most important to them to die with them and ideally they they thought it was going to be easy they thought oh we'll just all drink this wine and we'll die together. Yeah, and now because that's things, that's what Eden thinks it's going to be. Eden yeah. thinks that's going to be a quick like we just do this together. Yeah, no one. Bam. Yeah, no one gets too hurt. Yada yada yada. Right, because she does love these people. These people really are important to her. And so mm-hmm. yeah, she thinks oh we're all going to die together, and it's going to be as easy as as just drinking this and letting it happen. And you can really see with this first shot that David was also under the assumption that it would be easy because Mm -hmm. he is not fully, like he's shook after he shoots Miguel. He's like, like, oh my God. Like it was not what he was expecting to do. He didn't think he was actually going to have to be physically killing people. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting throughout the whole thing because it's obviously very hard for Eden. This was not at all what she wanted to happen. I mean, she was still going to kill them, but she didn't think she would have to be physically killing them. And it's just so interesting because anytime David or Sadie or, or Pruitt are, are killing people, it's like they don't want to, but they're so convinced that this is, you know... The right thing to do. Yeah, this is the right thing to do. And it's so weird. Except Pruitt. Pruitt feels like he wants to do it. He's got he, that I want to do it face. He does. He's much more. It seems like this isn't Pruitt's first time. I mean, he did kill his <laughs> right. wife. But yeah, like, it should be his first time. Right? <laughs> the man feels like a goddamn professional. Yeah. But even I mean, because even when he's choking out Will later, he's just kind of like, no, like this is going to be great. Blah, 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 blah. It's going to be fine. And he's like, kind of talking him through it. It's just so it makes it so strange. It makes it so scary to see because you know, we've had this in real life where people have joined cults and either killed themselves or killed other people. And it's it's scary to see it happening, see these people who by all means have free will, but seem like they don't. And mm-hmm. in, and I love the line later when when Will says they're just people. Like, we're going to fight back against them. We're going to prepare ourselves. They're just people. Like, we can fight back. Mm-hmm. Because they are, but it's like they're not. It's like they're they're so brainwashed. They're almost like these killing robots. But they are people because they are able to fight back. It's just mm-hmm. such a weird juxtaposition it to see. Yeah, it really is. But I, I did like it, though. I liked it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. watching our quote-unquote villains kind of waver in moments, I think really made this last like 20, 25 minutes, however long it is, um, really an immersive experience because you're still seeing character development despite the fact that we're already in like the climactic moments, you know? Like mm-hmm. these characters are still evolving in these moments and changing in these moments and having these different thoughts and feelings but they still have this task that they, like you said, feel like they are obligated to do at this point. Um, the bringing or pulling from what we were talking about earlier with the Kira character arc, um, I thought her having to take down Pruitt was great. 
Um, and I also think that it was a nice dynamic shift, honestly, to have her do it as opposed to Will just kind of finding his way out of that situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I like that she wasn't just an accessory to Will's escape, that she was actively fighting her own battle to stay alive as well. Um, that part I really liked that they did for Kira. Mm -hmm. Um, the callback that I was talking about was when he sees Sadie bleeding out on the couch and takes the uh, fire poker from her. I thought that that was an interesting callback to the coyote scene where it's like he could not leave that coyote in the road suffering. He had to finish it off, but he actively chooses not to finish off Sadie, mm. which I thought was another uh, interesting character arc there and character development where now we've got this character who doesn't want to see something suffer, have be put in a situation where he's okay with it. And he's mm -hmm. like, you know, I have other things to deal with other than putting you out of your misery. I could, but I'm not going to. For me, that was a strong connection to the coyote scene. Although I do still hear you out about like whether or not we fully needed it. I thought that that was a cool callback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and another thing that I like is that's kind of creepy is that they're okay with dying. These killers are they're planning on dying by the end of the night anyway mm -hmm. and so it's so strange because yeah they're they're fighting but not really i mean not really probably as much as they they might be if they were trying to survive but mm -hmm. they're okay with dying like i feel like we see that a lot with with tommy and and david when they're fighting Mm -hmm. Is it's like David is kind of just like okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to die. Here. Uh, that, yeah, that was kind of the plan. And but you so, know, but you know, like the the line that you brought up, the there's still people though. I thought that that was really cool though that they didn't in these sort of situations. It's very easy to then make these human killers kind of superhuman in a way, and I like mm -hmm. that they did it. I like that mm -hmm. everybody, even Pruitt was still a person despite the fact that um, they were having a confrontation. Like, yeah, Pruitt was able to kind of like get a one over on Will, but it's because he's like a bigger guy and he right. got, you know, he got the pull over him. But as he was getting the shit beat out of him with a bottle, he was very much a man. <laughs> he became a human again because there was nothing that he could do. Um, same with Eden when she like shoots and then like really registers what she's done and like all of a sudden she's like i just i can't and like i can't do it um and then with david where it's like he's supposed to be kind of the ringleader here right and like you always think like he'll have like that boss power up but he doesn't you know he you know. he gets pulled or somebody runs up on him he fights as much as he can and then he gets taken out and it's just yeah. like they're dead you know Right, yeah, because they literally are just people. They The benefit they had in the beginning was element of surprise. Mm -hmm. And then from then on, it, it's equal ground. It's equal yeah. footing. The only reason Pruitt was ever scary is really because he got the gun. So for a while right. there, like he was armed and no one else was. So that made him a big threat. But yeah, for the most part, they're just all regular people doing some 
sadistic shit right now but you know yeah doing some horrible things right and i think i think ben's death was really was really yeah like the worst one because mm-hmm. they kind of ganged up on him um mm-hmm. and but yeah but once they get through that initial killing i actually really like that more than just Kira and Will survive. I actually really liked that Tommy survived. I yeah. thought that was cool um, to have because like, you know, yeah, it's like, and honestly, prob- Ben probably would have survived as well, but he just kind of ran, He it seems like he just ran himself right into them because mm-hmm. had Ben gone with Will and Kira, he probably would have been fine. And yeah. like Will, Will is benefiting because he knows this house really well. But I also really loved that moment where, he goes upstairs thinking that there's a door there because there was when there always has been a door there yeah and there's not and it's this moment where it kind of seems like it's nothing and and obviously yeah he's probably upset because there used to be a door there but i also kind of feel like it's this moment where he's like life moves on without you and i feel like he's been living in this house in his mind and Mm. living in the way that it was Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's something interesting about how he continuously wants to look around the house and like, and in some ways things are the same. His son's room is exactly the same. Yeah. But then in other ways, like things are changing and things are different. And now obviously they probably just got rid of the door cause they didn't want too many exits. But I do think that there is something there's like this because there's continually this back and forth between like David and Will where David's like, this is my house. And Will kind of is like, well, I used to live. It's like or like I used to live here, but then David lives here now because there's like also that moment where Eden is like, will you go get the fireplace? You know where it is or the fire or the yeah, the wood the firewood. Like, yeah, 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 like, you know where it is. It's like he's in this weird limbo where everything is the same, yeah. but everything is so different. And True. I don't know. I guess it just stuck out to me in that moment because he was so sure. And in yeah. that, t- that whole time, I was like, oh, he knows this house. This is going to work to his benefit. But he doesn't know this house because it's not his house anymore. Even mm-hmm. in his mind being there, it probably does still feel like his house. But like, it's not. This yeah. isn't your life anymore. And you have to move past that. Eden is not your Eden. Like, Eden is not the same Eden that you knew. And that is just something that comes with life. Your friends are not the same friends. And they and they can't be for you because things are different now. And that's just like a part of a part of life. Yeah, I I love that we have the subplot about Will's um journey with his grief and, you know, dealing with change over time. I like that that was very much kind of an undertone throughout the entire movie, because Mm -hmm. despite the fact that there was a lot of things happening, that journey was still, um, it was still very entertaining to watch and interesting to watch him navigate it. And yeah, you pointing that out, I, I didn't think about that scene too deeply, Mm -hmm. um, but hearing you, I'm like, yeah, that must have been a very pivotal point for his character of just like that full realization there that things are not the same and things have changed. Um, Another quick little note about just kind of like this last massacre here is 
earlier referencing the fact that there were so many characters, even though that they all had their own personalities, there was still like a ton of them, right? Mm -hmm. And I forget what review we were doing when we talked about that, where like, when you get, it could have, honestly, it could have been the, the Descent. Like, this feels like a sister <laughs> podcast to, to The Descent at this point. Um, but the the fact that there are so many characters in a horror movie or thriller, whatever you want to call it, but knowing that people will probably die in this movie, usually more characters means a bigger body count. And what this movie does really well for me is they save it all for one big burst. Like, you yeah. just watch five or six people all die in a row after having them live for an hour and some change you're like damn mm -hmm. i know y'all's all gonna go out like that <laughs> like ooh, yeah because i mean three of them get taken out right away and then like i said ben gets taken out and then we're left with three so it's like back to back the last 20 minutes is when this all happens so mm -hmm. it's like an hour and 20 of build up and then the 20 minute release and yeah, it's back to back to back killings. But what did you think of like this the very end? What did like after all the killings and everything? The what? you're talking about the red the red lantern reveal. Yeah. I, personally, I really liked it. I thought mm -hmm. that that was a great way to end this movie, and I, I don't know. I can't really think of a better or different way to end it. I like the idea that this was an isolated situation. And I thought that using the Red Lantern was a very subtle way of cueing us in to the fact that this was an isolated situation without having to spend too much time on it. Like, again, um, the movie is a lit like it's long in its own way. So it's like you don't really want to tack on extra runtime. And I feel like doing it the way that they did was very creative. And for me, kind of... Uh, put a button on the entire story mm -hmm. uh what about you yeah i loved that very last moment where they realized that there are more people doing this and that it was like a, a fully how many people were in this cold how many people were like planning this and around them are doing it and i like that it's not every single house in that area you can see that it's like houses in between other houses so like people are just going about their lives like living totally normal and right next door to them. There is probably a dinner party happening where people are dying. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that that's a crazy, like, I thought that was really cool imagery. And I like mm -hmm. how you can tell that it's just chaos. Like the yeah. cops are coming, the ambulance is coming, there's helicopters. Like obviously some people have been able to get call for help. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I, it makes me wonder like, okay, what, what is gonna happen next like yeah what it what happens after this what <laughs> is the fallout after this the one thing that i mean it was it was nice for the for the story and you know it made sense but i i was kind of like i i mean i didn't feel any sympathy or anything for eden so having her carried out to the garden i was just like oh uh, yeah okay. I was okay with it, but if they had left her there, I wouldn't have felt some type of way about it. You know, like I understand why they did it. I get it, especially yeah. with how she was in like her last moments. I do, I do get it. And I think I'd be lying if I said I didn't sympathize with her a little bit because 
she it really felt like towards the end there that David had become her rock in doing this. Mm -hmm. And every moment that she wasn't actively with him working with him felt like she didn't want to do it anymore. Um, right, but it's like you still poured the wine you and still had a smile on like, your face. I, <laughs> trust, I, I get it, I get it, and again, like like I said, if they just left her in the house, I wouldn't have felt some type of way about it. I was okay with it, but in terms of like how good everything else surrounding that was, I I, I hear you. Yeah, um, I, I, I think it. I, I think maybe it was because I, I the whole movie I was kind of having this moment where because it does seem like there is still a part of him that is in love with her. And so mm -hmm. the whole movie I was waiting for him to have this moment where he moved on. Right. And because and, mm -hmm. I feel like at the end we almost get this moment where it's like, OK, it's me and Kira. We're in this together. And so I was waiting for that moment where he was going to have this where we would see that he was not only moving past Eden, but would try and move past that life that he had and start to deal with things. Mm -hmm. And I almost wished that she had reached for him and he maybe was just like, no, like no. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna leave you. Like I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving you in this house, and mm -hmm. and I'm leaving this behind. Yeah. I almost feel like that would have been a nice button. And I, I I feel like it. I I I think this leaves it a little bit more ambiguous. I think this makes it feel like it's definitely more of a journey for him, which is fair. I know that not everything has to be like tied up in a nice little bow. But yeah. I would have loved would have strong, a moment. Though. Yeah, I would have loved a moment because the whole movie, regardless of what she's doing, it still feels like he has a soft spot for her and is mm -hmm. really like, you know, trying to check on her or make her feel good or whatever and so it would have been nice for her to reach out for him one final time and for him to just kind of walk away and like yeah, maybe he took maybe take Kira's hand then or something mm -hmm. but I don't know I'm just a Kira stan and I just wanted <laughs> her to be happy <laughs> mm -hmm. I, it's true it's true and also Kira girl I don't know where you are post this movie, but you need some new friends. Like, don't mm -hmm. no more no more dinner parties with Will. He does not get to decide no. the Friday night activities um, for years to come. Ever again? Oh, but you can stay friends with Tommy. He's yeah, Tommy's cool. Yeah, he's cool. Mm -hmm. He's cool. Um, one one little note that I wanted to make um, that I just forgot to bring up earlier was that this was kind of cool that the director and the writers had complete creative freedom on this mm -hmm. movie because they independently produced it. I thought that that was really cool. And I think after like I, I read this post watching the movie and I think thinking back on the movie, you can really see that they had a specific story that they wanted to tell. And I do think they told the story that they wanted to based on just like the visuals and things that we've seen nothing felt like it was thrown in there because a producer said they had to throw it in you know mm -hmm. and i really appreciate that appreciate that um when it comes to like horror and thriller movies because I, I feel like that really lets them do what they came to do you know mm -hmm. yeah definitely everything is in here for a purpose there's no extra random stuff that's not necessary or that feels like it was in there for shock value or for like a last moment gotcha or anything like that like there's nothing like that um, I love the shots in this movie. There's some really cool shots. And 
like there's that great shot where all of them are walking up the stairs and it just shows their feet. I also really like the shot where Eden and Kira are talking and it's following like you don't see them at all. It's just following Will mm-hmm. because I also feel like that is another moment where it's like. I feel like we always know how Will is feeling just from the shots. And I really appreciate yeah. that because mm-hmm. that's a moment where you can really see that Will kind of feels like every it really just feels like everybody's so worried and tiptoeing around him and like constantly talking about him. And he just feels so out of place. Yeah. And and then I also really like that shot where he goes into his son's room and he sits down and his son is like laying in the bed. Remembering him. Yeah. I, this, yeah, this is a movie where I did not mind the flashbacks. I thought the flashbacks were no, spaced. No, they worked. Mm-hmm. They, they were spaced far enough apart that I didn't get tired of them. And I feel like every time we got one, it gave us something that was uh, pertinent to the actual story. So this was this was a good use of flashbacks, uh, in yeah. my opinion. Agreed. I, I actually really like the flashbacks in this one. It works well. It gives us the information that we need to give. It, it fits in with all the, the other moments in this movie. Um, so yeah, I didn't mind them at all. And and they gave us just enough because we still really don't even know exactly what happened, but we mm-hmm. get the gist. We can fill yeah. in the blanks for ourselves, and I and I like that. Yeah, we get the idea. Um, but yeah, is there anything else before we exit out of here and slap a final review on this? No, I think that's it for me. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, no, I think I agree. I think that is a wrap on the invitation. Uh, thank you again to Discord for giving us this movie. This was a fun one to review. Yes, thank you. Um, now then, the most important question of the evening, what do we rate this movie out of? Um, glasses of wine. Perhaps? Yes, that is, that, is, that is a good good choice. That um, honestly, I'm kind of cool with. I'm cool with glasses with you, of wine. I'm cool with glasses of wine. I feel like it's it's, it's very uh, prevalent to the story. Yeah, definitely. I agree. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I don't mind. Go for it. All right, homies. For me, I'm going to rate the invitation. 4.7 out of 5 Ooh. glasses of wine. Yeah, yeah, I, I actually really like this movie. I liked it a lot, more than I thought that I would. Um, echoing a lot of the things we've already talked about, great shots, great writing, interesting characters, and engaging plot. All of these things really worked for me. The The lack of a 5 here is just mostly due to that movie fatigue. Like, regardless of how I look at it, there were just points in the movie where, although I was interested in the things that were happening, anytime I'm sitting on a movie and I can, like, think to myself that it's long, I always find that an issue. And I did have points in this movie where I felt that. But overall, for me, I thought that it was a really enjoyable experience. It's a little long in some places, and there were a couple times where I feel like characters ignored some very glaring red flags <laughs> that for a movie that was calling out a lot of these red flags, it for me really put a spotlight on the ones that they didn't. And so for me, that took me out a little bit. But overall, I really enjoyed it. So uh, 4.7 out of 5 glasses of wine. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to give this a 3.7 out of 5 okay. glasses of wine. I really enjoyed this story. I enjoyed the buildup. I, like I said, these they have some creative and 
visually stimulating shots in this. I think the acting in this movie is fantastic. And I love the the way that they were able to utilize this this simple location but still make it feel fresh and new um because really a lot of it like i said it feels like a play because a lot of it takes place in basically like two rooms of this house but i never was bothered by that i actually really appreciated that and i think a lot of that has to do with the directing the writing and the acting being so strong helped me continue to feel invested enough that I didn't mind that. The only reason I I can't give it more is because I agree there were points of this movie where I felt like it was dragging a bit for me and I think that's because so much of it is will which is great. But I do wish we had something else to bounce off of. Mm-hmm. Um somebody else to bounce off of to give a little bit of a um, a difference and give us Some a little bit of a different somewhere. yeah point of view and also i feel like it really starts to pick up more towards the halfway point in term of plot which i really enjoy but then i start to kind of lose the characters and what i enjoyed about them in the first half i feel like i start to lose it in the second half which i didn't enjoy as much so that's all i think that there are just some points with the characters and the development that i i didn't always feel was totally justified but i still enjoyed it and am definitely happy that i watched it because it 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 was way different i really like i said i had no expectations going into it had no idea and it totally went in a direction i wasn't expecting and i did really enjoy like the final shot i think is awesome so yeah Mm -hmm. 3.7 glasses of wine out of five nice which is probably collectively about the amount of wine that the homies drank (laughs) this weekend so pretty appropriate (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that is it for the invitation. Um, I would love to hear everybody else's thoughts on this movie, especially the homies that voted for it. I'd love to hear um, what you what you thought of it. I assume that you voted for it because you like it. So yeah, let us know your thoughts on this movie. Um, you can always let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you wanted to hop into the Discord, if you're not already in there, or if you're already in there and you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Our Discord is free, and you can find the link for that in our social media bios. If you would like to email us, you can email us recommendations, requests, or business inquiries. You can email us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. It is Monday, if you are listening to this episode, the day that it goes live, which means we are having a homie hangout tonight. That's right. We're streaming on Twitch and we're playing some spooky games. We stream every single Monday without fail. And every once in a while, we like to throw some extra streams in there for the homies. So if you want to come in, watch us on Twitch and hang out, chit chat, our link for that is also on our social media bios. And last but never least, 
If you are so inclined, we'd very much appreciate it if you would go into Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. The more ratings and reviews we have, the better um, Apple suggests our podcast to other listeners. And also, we just like to hear from you guys, hear what you're thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and you would like to do that, we would very much appreciate it. But that is it for us homies. Thank you again for everybody that voted. And we are excited to see you guys next time in December. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.